Girl, bye. Last night, Liz Cheney lost bigly in the Wyoming primary to retain her seat in the United States Congress. This is a huge win for the America First movement. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to advance the conservative movement here in this very deep blue state. We've been working these last few months, especially to elect conservative candidates, as well as ongoing efforts to educate and engage citizens about what is going on and how they can take action to create positive change. It has been an interesting experience to say the least, and I am super excited at how effective we have been in such a short period of time. We've only been an organization for 18 months, so it's pretty cool to be a part of something that has so much traction and to watch how God is using this organization and the ladies who have joined us. If you are not in the state of Washington, I have great news. We will be launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, here in the very near future. So stay tuned for more information on that. Well, happy day. Conservatives all over America are celebrating the loss suffered by rhino extraordinaire Liz Cheney from Wyoming. Such a huge victory for the Trump Republicans, the America First movement, the MAGA movement. Uh, She was defeated by Trump-endorsed candidate Harriet Hageman from Wyoming, and the numbers, like she suffered double-digit losses, and it was really amazing. Now, I understand that she lives in Virginia or West Virginia. She doesn't even live in the state of Wyoming. She must have at some point, because I do believe that you have to live in your district to be able to run. Here in Washington, we have a guy in District 2, Congressman Rick Larson, who has not lived in the state for quite some time, along with people like Patty Murray. I don't even know if she has a home here. Maybe they have to. I don't really know what the rules are on that. But I think a lot of these establishment types take up residence in the the D.C. area and in that neck of the woods. And they're, you know, looking out for their establishment priorities instead of actually being in touch and engaged with their constituents from their state. And so the people of Wyoming really spoke out and made their voices known that they are tired of Liz Cheney. And I'm sure you know that Liz Cheney is not just a congresswoman who voted to impeach Donald Trump, but she is leading the January 6th committee. Her actions and her agenda have been just disgusting to the American people. And the whole January 6th thing is outrageous. It's a circus. It's political theater. And she is loving it. It's her moment to shine. She is the darling of mainstream media. And of course, she is the ire of Trump and Trump supporters. And so we are all happy that she has gone down in defeat in the primary. So great news. While this was happening last night, I was watching Laura Ingram on Fox News and she was joined live by Joe Kent, who is a congressional candidate from Washington's 3rd District. And our organization has really helped to um, 
support Joe and to do whatever we can to get him elected. We endorsed him back in, I think, May or June of 2021. And so we were super excited when he won his primary here in Washington a couple weeks ago. And he defeated Congresswoman Jamie Herrera Butler, who also was one of the 10 who voted to impeach Donald Trump. So we are very excited to have someone from our own state who is an America first candidate supported by Donald Trump, endorsed by Donald Trump, and excited for him to get into Congress. He is kind of along the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert. So it's very exciting that we could have one of the America First Congress people from our own blue state of Washington. That would be super cool. So there's a lot of exciting things going on for conservatives and for the conservative movement. And it's very encouraging to see all of the Trump endorsed, so many of the Trump endorsed candidates around the country making it through their primaries and seeing that people all over the country are making their voices heard and saying they're tired of the establishment, they're tired of the rhinos, they're tired of the Washington, D.C. political games that these political career politicians have been playing with the American people. The American people have been suffering greatly under the leadership of these establishment politicians, the ones on the left and the ones on the right. We have a huge problem in the Republican Party with rhinos and career politicians who are not doing what is in, in the best interest of we the people. So it's pretty exciting to see these America first candidates making so much headway and to see that people across the country are all making their voices heard for change and to restore America. That's pretty cool. And I hope that is as encouraging to you as it is to me. Now, last night when Liz Cheney gave her concession speech, she compared herself to Abraham Lincoln. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe the narcissism of this woman to compare herself to what is Lincoln, like the greatest president of all time. He did so much for America. And to compare herself to him is just laughable. And in case you haven't heard it, I'm going to play it for you now. And if you have heard it, it's definitely worth hearing again. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Speaking at Gettysburg of the great task remaining before us, Lincoln said that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. As we meet here tonight, that remains our greatest and most important task. Most of world history is a story of violent conflict, of servitude and suffering. So it was pretty interesting to hear Joe Kent respond to that live in real time and other people respond to that because she is nowhere even close to Abraham Lincoln's league. So that was pretty funny. It sounds like what I take away from her concession is that she's gearing up for a 2024 presidential run, which I think is hilarious because I don't think that, well, number one, she couldn't run as a Republican. No Republicans actually take her seriously. Maybe a small fraction of the rhino Republican people 
But as a party, the party would not get behind her. I can't imagine anyway. And she's not a Democrat and she's not registered as a Democrat. And I think it'd be kind of weird if she was, especially coming from the Cheney family. And what so what does that leave her to run as an independent but it sounds like her ego won't be able to get out of the way and she might make a run for it anyway. She was making the rounds on mainstream media morning news today and they were asking if she was gearing up for a run and she kind of danced around the question and said she wasn't making an announcement today. But I would not be surprised if she does because I think she suffers so badly from Trump derangement syndrome that she can't even help herself. She has to do anything in her power to keep him from getting back into the Oval Office and she's even made statements that I will do whatever I have to do to keep Trump out of the Oval Office. So this will be an interesting wait and see. I think if she does put her hat in the ring, she won't last very long. So at least that's a good thing. To me, it's just annoying because let us move on. Let us as a country move on. Your family dynasty is done in American government. So get out, get on with it, and let us move on as a country. Speaking of moving on as a country, I was reading an article yesterday. This article is from Just the News, and the title says, Fox's Laura Ingram, exhausted voters may be ready to turn the page on Trump. Fox News host Laura Ingram said Americans may be exhausted with the political battle and decide that it is, quote, time to turn the page on former President Trump as he decides whether to run for re-election in 2024. People conflate Trump with people's overall sense of happiness in the country. Donald Trump's been a friend of mine for 25 years, and I'm always very open about this on my show. The country, I think, is so exhausted. They're exhausted by the battle, the constant battle, that they may believe that, well, maybe it's time to turn the page if we can get someone who has all Trump's policies who's not Trump. I read this and I got to thinking about it because I've had these same thoughts. You know, I, I do feel like people are just exhausted from the moment that Trump took office. The Democrats and even the establishment Republicans were really out to get him. They didn't. The Republicans, when they had the majority, they didn't get anything done. They didn't get any of his policies done. And the Democrats launched their Russia hoax right out of the gate. And for the what was it, two or maybe even three years that we had to hear Russia, Russia, Russia. And once that was over, we went right into COVID and we had this COVID mess. And there was just always something that the Democrats were on a witch hunt over with Donald Trump. And since he left office, they haven't let him alone. I mean, they started this January 6th committee. Then we had the FBI raid last week, and he's been under FBI investigation ever since he left office. They haven't left him alone, and they're so afraid of him running for president again in 2024 that they're willing to do whatever they have to do to keep him out of office. And so there's a part of me that says, wow, maybe we just need someone else who's not Trump, who is equally strong, who maybe Trump is in the background, being the advisor, kind of being the puppet master, pulling the strings, and the front runner is somebody else that looks to Trump as a mentor and an advisor that would be able to work with Trump in the background. I don't think that would work. I think Trump is the kind of guy who he's either the guy or he's not it at all. And so I do think that he will run. And I don't don't take this as me saying I think something's wrong with Trump. I am a huge Trump supporter. I love his policies. 
yes, he can be off-putting to many people. A lot of people don't like his demeanor and his delivery, but you know what? He gets things done. He has a spine. He doesn't back down. And that is what we need considering how far in the ditch this country has gone. We need someone who can come in, take charge and get things done and make things happen. And so from that aspect, I think he's the perfect person for the job. I do think, though, that Americans at large are exhausted by the constant political drama that we have going on in our country. I don't know, though, if there was somebody else besides Trump, would the drama be any less? Would we see less attacks on the Republicans and the conservatives who want to preserve our American way of life and our values and our freedom that we love so dearly? I don't know. I mean, I think anyone who's willing to hold the line is going to come against attack by the Democrats and by the establishment who are desperate to retain power and control of our government. So I'm going to link that article in the notes so that you can go read it for yourself if you want. And I don't know, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who would be a better front runner than Trump. I mean, I think DeSantis needs to stay put where he's at as governor of Florida. I think he has much more power as the governor of Florida. He's doing great things in Florida, and we need people like that to stay in those red states and hold the line for those red states so that they don't turn into deep blue states like I'm in here in Washington. I also think, you know, DeSantis is so young, if he waits another few years and runs in 2028, allowing Trump the 2024 position, I think that would be probably the best idea. But I guess we will wait and see. So all in all, it was a good day yesterday for the Trump America First movement. I'm super excited about that. I want to shift gears just a little bit because I read an article this morning that was really disturbing to me. I can't even wrap my head around the evil that our society has endured by these people who have pushed the scamdemic. This article came from uh, Will Witt and Jonas Vesterberg. It's from the Florida Standard, and Will Witt shared it on Twitter this morning. The title is Massacre, Nearly Half of Pregnant Women in Pfizer Trial Miscarried. As first reported by American Greatness, research released by feminist activist and author Naomi Wolf through her website, The Daily Clout, indicates that 44% of pregnant women in Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial lost their babies. Wolf, who runs a crowdsourced analysis project of 300,000 pages of Pfizer documents ordered released in a January ruling by U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman of the Northern District of Texas, appeared on Steve Bannon's show War Room on Tuesday. She said, women will understand how tragic this is. Pfizer took those deaths of babies, those spontaneous abortions and miscarriages, and recategorize them as recovered result adverse effects. In other words, if you lost your baby, it was categorized by Pfizer as a resolved adverse effect, like a headache that got better. 44% of these women lost their babies. As a woman who has suffered a miscarriage, this is tragic. This is evil how they could put these women in this position and then blow it off 
like it's no big deal. The disregard for human life in the womb and out of the womb astounds me. I cannot believe the evil that we are seeing in our day. And yet we know if you are a Bible believing Christian and you read your Bible, you know, all of this is in the Bible. And I am so glad that these stories are finally coming out and we're finally able to share it and people are starting to wake up. There were so many people who believed that if they got the vaccine, it would protect them, especially the elderly population and people with young children who are giving their children these vaccines. And they're still not even FDA approved, which I don't know if FDA approval would make me feel any better. But you had a lot of people, millions of people who trusted what they said about these vaccines. And the adverse effects are staggering. So I'm going to link this article in the notes. I just wanted to bring that up to you real quick so that you can take a look at it. It's really worth sharing because people are still getting these vaccines. They're still getting the boosters. And if we can help to shine light and it maybe keeps people from getting boosted or keeps them from getting their little kids shot up with this COVID jab, that's a win. It is crazy times that we're living in and there's a huge spiritual battle upon us and it is wonderful to me when we get to see some good prevail over this evil and we definitely saw that yesterday and we definitely have a lot of fighters for good who are speaking up speaking out and who are not backing down and I hope you are one of them I hope that I'm considered one of them we've got to speak truth we've got to stand our ground and we've got to have endurance because this is not going to get easier anytime soon so I'm going to leave it there for today I've got links for all of this stuff in the notes. As per usual, if you've got a topic idea that you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming episode, I would love to hear from you. All of my contact info is listed in the notes, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 